0: Today is the 22nd of July, 2019. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I really do hope you had a wonderful weekend. We had a really good weekend here in West Yorkshire. Um Met some friends, said goodbye to some friends as some ministers are moving on. Um, so it was really meaningful and movingful. Movingful? Is that a word? Even a word? Moving? Movingful? Anyway, I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship together. And if you're joining us for the first time, let me explain that each episode follows a simple pattern of prayer, scripture and music. So having explained it all, let's start today's leg of walking the way with our opening prayer. Let's pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, our maker, the provider and protector of our lives, it's because you've kept us safe through the night that we can gather together to worship your name. And so we praise you and give you all the glory that's due your name. Accept our thanks. Father God, we commit all the activities of today into your hands. And let everything we do be to your glory and to your end. And at the end of it all, let us be refreshed again with your presence. Amen. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in today's Bible readings, read about the death of Absalom, David's son. And we'll finish Paul's letter to Titus. But we'll see you on the other side. Let's come to God and ask him to speak to us through the scriptures this morning. Father, we know that you speak. So today, as we hear these words, let your words speak to us, that we may become more like your son, Jesus. Amen. Our Bible readings of speak are taken from the New Revised Standard Version, and we're beginning with 2 Samuel 18. Then David mustered the men who were with him, and set over them commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds. And David divided the army into three groups, one third under the command of Job, a third under the command of Abishai, son of Zariah, Job's brother, and a third under the command of Ittai, the Gittites. The king said to the men, I myself will go out with you. But the men said, You shall not go out, for if we flee they will not care about us. If half of us die, they will not care about us. But you are worth ten thousand of us. Therefore it is better that you send us help from the city. The king said to them, Whatever seems best to you, I will do. So the king stood at the side of the gate, while all the army marched out by hundreds and by thousands. The king ordered Joab and Abishai and Ittai, saying, Deal gently for my sake with the young man Absalom and all the people heard when the king gave orders to all the commanders concerning Absalom. So the army went out into the field against Israel, and the army was fought in the forest of Ephraim. The men of Israel were defeated there by the servants of David, and the slaughter there was great on that day, twenty thousand men. The battle spread over the face of all the country, and the forest claimed more victims that day than the sword. Absalom happened to meet the servants of David, Absalom was riding on his mule, and the mule went under the thick branches of a great oak. His head caught fast in the oak, and he was left hanging between heaven and earth, while the mule that was under him went on. A man saw it and told Joab, I saw Absalom hanging in an oak. Joab said to the man who told him, What, you saw him? Why then did you not strike him there to the ground? I would have been glad to give you ten pieces of silver and a belt. But the man said to Joab, even if I felt my hand the weight of a thousand pieces of silver, I would not raise my hand against the king's son, for in our hearing the king commanded you in Abishai and Abishai, Ittai, saying, "For my sake, protect the young man Absalom." On the other hand, if I dealt treacherously against his life, and there is nothing hidden from the king, then you yourself would have stood aloof. Job said, "I will not waste time like this with you." He took three spears in his hand and thrust them into the heart of Absalom while he was still alive in the oak. And then ten men, Joab's armor-bearers, surrounded Absalom and struck him and killed him. Then Joab sounded the trumpet, and the troops came back from pursuing Israel, for Joab restrained the troops. They took Absalom, threw him in a great pit in the forest, and raised over him a very great heap of stones. Meanwhile, all the Israelites fled to their homes. Now Absalom in his lifetime had taken and set up for himself a pillar that is in the king's valley, for he said, I have no son to keep my name in remembrance. And he called the pillar by his own name. It is called Absalom's monument to this day. Then Ahimaaz son of Zadok said, Let me run and carry tidings to the kings that the Lord has delivered him from the power of his enemies. Job said to him, You are not to carry tidings today. You may carry tidings another day, but today you shall not do so. Because the king's son is dead. Then Job said to a Cushite, Go tell the king what you have seen. The Cushite bowed before Job and ran. The Ahamaz, son of Zadok, said to Job, Come what may, let me also run after the Cushite. And Job said, Why will you run, my son, seeing that you have no reward for the tidings? Come what may, he said, I will run. So he said to him, Run. The Nahimaz ran the way of the plain and outran the Cushite. Now, David was sitting between the two gates. The sentinel went up to the roof of the gate by the wall, and when he looked up, he saw a man running alone. The sentinel shouted and told the king. The king said, If he is alone, there is tidings in his mouth. He kept coming and drew near. Then the sentinel saw another man running. And the sentinel called the gatekeeper and said, See, another man running alone. The king said, He is bringing tidings. The sentinel said, I think the running of the first one is like the running of Ahimaaz, son of Zadok. The king said, He is a good man, and comes with good tidings. Then Ahimaaz cried out to the king, All is well. He prostrated himself before the king with face to the ground, and said, Blessed be the Lord your God, who has delivered up the men who has raised their hand against the Lord the king. The king said, Is it well with the young man Absalom? Ahimaaz said, When Job sent your servant, I saw a great tumult but I did not know what it was. The king said, Turn aside and stand here. So he turned aside and stood still. Then the Cushite came, and the Cushite said, Good tidings for the Lord, my king, for the Lord has vindicated you this day, delivering you from the power of all who rose up against you. The king said to the Cushite, Is it well with the young man Absalom? The Cushite answered, May the enemies of my lord the king and all who rise up to do you harm be like that young man. The king was deeply moved, and went into the chamber over the gate and wept. And as he wept, he said, O my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, would I have died instead of you? O Absalom, my son, my son. It was told Joab, The king is weeping and mourning for Absalom. So the victory that day was turned into mourning for all the troops, for the troops heard that day, The king is grieving for his son. The troops stole into the city that day as soldiers steal in who are ashamed when they flee in battle. The king covered his face, and the king cried with a loud voice, O my son Absalom, O Absalom, my son, my son. Then Joab came into the house of the king and said, Today you have covered with shame the faces of all your officers who saved your life today and the lives of your sons and your daughters, and the lives of your wives and your concubines, for love of those who hate you, and for hatred of those who love you. You have made it clear today that commanders and officers are nothing to you. For I perceive that if Absalom were alive and all of us were dead, then you would be pleased. So go out at once and speak kindly to your servants, for I swear by the Lord, if you do not go, not a man will stay with you this night. And this will be worse for you than any disaster that has come from your mouth until now. Then the king got up, took a seat in the gate. The troops were all told, See, the king is sitting in the gates," And all the troops came before the king. Meanwhile, all the Israelites had fled to their homes. All the people were disputing throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, The king has delivered us from the hand of our enemies, and has saved us from the hand of the Philistines, and now he has fled out of the land because of Absalom. But Absalom, whom we anointed over us, is dead in battle. Why, therefore, do you say nothing about bringing the king back? King David sent this message to the priests Zadok and Abiathar. Say to the elders of Judah, Why should you be the last to bring the king back to his house? The talk of all Israel has come to the king. You are my kin. You are my bone and my flesh. Why then should you be the last to bring back the king? And say to Amasa, Are you not my bone and my flesh? So may God do to me and more if you are not the commander of my armies from now on in place of Joab. Amasa swayed the hearts of all the people of Judah as one, and they sent word to the king, Return both of you and all your servants. So the king came back to Jordan, and Judah came to Gilgal, to meet the king and to bring him over the Jordan. Shimei, son of Gera, the Benjaminite from Behurim hurried down with the people from Judah to meet King David. With him were a thousand people from Benjamin. And Zeba the servant of the house of Saul with his fifteen sons and his twenty servants rushed down to the Jordan ahead of the king while the crossing was taking place to bring over the king's household and to do his pleasure. Shimei, son of Gera, fell down before the king as he was about to cross the Jordan and said to the king May my Lord not hold me guilty, or remember how your servant did wrong on the day my king, the Lord, left Jerusalem. May the king not bear it in mind, for your servant knows that I have sinned. Therefore see, I have come this day, the first of all the house of Joseph, to come down to meet my Lord the king. Abishai the son of Zariah answered, Shall not Shammai be put to death for this, because he has cursed the Lord's anointed? But David said, What have I to do with you, sons of Zariah, that you should today become the adversary to me? Shall anyone be put to death in Israel this day? For do I not know that I am this day king over Israel? The king said to Shemaiah, You shall not die. And the king gave him his oath. Mephibosheth, grandson of Saul, came down to meet the king. He had not taken care of his feet, or trimmed his beard, or washed his clothes from the day the king left until the day he came back in safety. When he came from Jerusalem to meet the king, the king said to him, Why did you not go with me, Mephibosheth? He answered, My lord, O king, my servant deceived me, for your servant said to him, Saddle a donkey for me, so that I may ride on it and go with the king, for your servant is lame. He slandered your servant to the lord my king, but my lord the king is like the angel of God. Do therefore what seems good to you. For all my father's house were doomed to death before my lord the king but you set your servants among those who would eat in your table. What further right have I then to appeal to the king? The king said to him, Why speak any more of your affairs? I have decided you and Zeba shall divide the land. Mephibosheth said to the king, Let him take it all, since my lord the king has arrived home safely. Now Barzillai the Gileadite had come down from Rogalim. He went on with the king to the Jordan to escort him over the Jordan. Barzillai was a very aged man, eighty years old. He had provided the king with food while he stayed at Mahanaim, for he was a very wealthy man. The king said to Barzillai, Come over with me, and I will provide for you in Jerusalem at my side. But Barzillai said to the king, How many years have I still to live that I should go with the king to Jerusalem? Today I am eighty years old. Can I discern what is pleasant and what is not? Can your servant taste what he eats and what he drinks? Can I still listen to the voice of singing men and singing women? Why, then, should your servant be an added burden to my lord the king? Your servant will go a little way over the Jordan with the king. Why should the king recompense me with such a reward? Please let your servant return, so that I may die in my own town near the graves of my father and my mother. But here is my servant Chimam. Let him go over with my lord the king and do with, do for him whatever seems good for you. The king answered, Chimam shall go over with me, and I will do for him whatever seems good to you, and all that you desire of me I will do for you. Then all the people crossed over the Jordan, and the king crossed over. The king kissed Barzillai and blessed him, and he returned to his own home. The king went on to Gilgal, and Chimam went on with him, all the people of Judah, and also half the people of Israel brought the king on his way. Then all the people of Israel came to the king and said to him, Why have our kindred the people of Judah stolen your way, and brought the king of his household over the Jordan, and all David's men with him? All the men of Judah answered the people of Israel, Because the king is near of kin to us. Why then are you angry over this matter? Have we eaten at all at the king's expense, or has he given us any gift? But the people of Israel answered the people of Judah. We have ten shares in the king, and in David also we have more than you. Why then did you despise us? Were we not the first to speak of bringing back our king? But the words of the people of Judah were fiercer than the words of the people of Israel. Now a scoundrel named Sheba, son of Bichri, a Benjaminite, appeared to be there. He sounded the trumpet and cried out, We have no portion in David. No share in the son of Jesse. Everyone to your tents, O Israel. So all the people of Israel withdrew from David and followed Sheba son of Bichri. But the people of Judah followed their king steadfastly from the Jordan to Jerusalem. David came to his house at Jerusalem, and the king took the ten concubines who had left to look after the house and put them in a house under garden provided for them, but did not go into them. So they were shut up until the day of their death living as it were in widowhood. Then the king said to Amasa, Call the men of Judah together to me within three days, and be here yourself. So Amasa went to summon Judah, but he delayed beyond the set time that had been appointed for him. Now Sheba, son of Bichri, will do us more harm than Absalom. Take your lord's servants and pursue him, or you will find fortified cities for himself and escape from us. Job's men went out after him, along with the Cherethites, the Pelethites, and all the warriors. They went out from Jerusalem to pursue Sheba, son of Bichri. When they were at the large stone that is in Gibeon, Amasa came to meet them. Now Job was wearing a servant's garment, and over it was a belt with a sword in its sheath fastened at his waist. As he went forward, it fell out. Job said to Amasa, "'Is it well with you, my brother?' And Job took Amasa by the beard with his right hand to kiss him. But Amasa did not notice the sword in Job's hand. Job struck him in the belly so that his entrails poured out on the ground, and he died. He did not strike a second blow. Then Job and his brother Abishai pursued Sheba, son of Bikri, And one of Job's men took his stand by Amasa and said, Whoever favors Joab, and whoever is for David, let him follow Joab. Amasa lay wallowing in his blood on the highway, and the man saw that all the people were stopping. Since he saw that all who came by him were stopping, he carried Amasa from the highway into a field and threw a garment over him. Once he was removed from the highway, all the people went after Joab to pursue Sheba son of Bichri. Sheba passed through all the tribes of Israel to Abel of beth and all the Bichrites assembled and followed him inside. Joab's forces came and besieged him and Abel at Bethmachah. They threw up a siege ramp against the city, and it stood against the rampart. Joab's forces were battering the wall to break it down. Then a wise woman came from the city Listen, listen, tell Joab, come here, I want to speak to him. He came near, and the woman said, Are you Joab? He answered, I am. Then she said to him, Listen to the words of your servant. He answered, I am listening. Then he said, "'They used to say in the old days, let them inquire at Abel, and so they would settle a matter. I am one of those who are peaceable and faithful in Israel. You seek to destroy a city that is a mother in Israel. Why will you swallow up the heritage of the Lord?' Job answered, "'Far be it from me, far be it, that I should swallow up or destroy. That is not the case.' But a man from the hill country of Ephraim called Sheba son of Bikri has lifted up his hand against King David. Give him up alone and I will withdraw from the city. The woman said to Job, His head will be thrown over the wall to you. So the woman went to all the people with her wise plan. And they cut off the head of Sheba son of Bikri and threw it out to Joab. So he blew his trumpet and they dispersed from the city and all went to their homes. While Joab returned to Jerusalem to the king. Now Job was in command of all the army of Israel. Beniah son of Jehoiada, was in command of the Cherethites and the Pelethites. Adarim was in charge of the forced labor. Jehoshaphat, son of Ahurlod, was the recorder. Shiva was the secretary. Zadok and Abiathar were priests, and Ira the Jairite was also David's priest. 1 Chronicles 29 King David said to the whole assembly, My son Solomon, whom alone God has chosen, is young and inexperienced, and the work is great. For the temple shall not be for mortals, but for the Lord God. So I have provided for the house of my God, as far as I was able, the gold for the things of gold, the silver for the things of silver, and the bronze for the things of bronze, the iron for the things of iron, and wood for the things of wood, besides great quantities of onyx and stones for setting, antimony, colored stones all sorts of precious stones and marble in abundance. Moreover, in addition to all that I have provided for the holy place, I have a treasure of my own of gold and silver, and because of my devotion to the house of my God, I give it to the house of my God. Three thousand talents of gold, of the gold of Ophir, and seven thousand talents of refined silver, for overlaying the walls of the house, and for all the work to be done by artisans, gold for the things of gold, and silver for the things of silver. Who then will offer willingly, consecrating themselves today to the Lord? Then the leaders of the ancestral houses made their free will offerings, as did also the leaders of the tribes, the commanders of the thousands and the hundreds, and the officers over the king's work. They gave for the service of the house of God five thousand talents and ten thousand derricks of gold, ten thousand talents of silver, eighteen thousand talents of bronze, and one hundred thousand talents of iron. Whoever had precious stones gave them to the treasury of the house of the Lord, into the care of Jael the Gershonite. Then the people rejoiced because these had been given willingly, for with single mind they offered freely to the Lord. King David also rejoiced greatly. Then David blessed the Lord in the presence of all the assembly. David said, Blessed are you, O Lord, the God of our ancestor Israel, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, are the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. For all that is in the heavens and on the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. In your hand are power and might, and it is in your hand to make great and to give strength to all. And now, our God, we give thanks to you and praise your glorious name. But who am I? And what is my people that we should be able to make this free will offering? For all things come from you, and of your own we have given you. For we are aliens and transients before you, as were all our ancestors. Our days on the earth are like a shadow, and there is no hope. O Lord our God, all this abundance that we have provided for building you a house, for your holy name, comes from your hand, and is all your own. I know, my God, that you search the heart and take pleasure in uprightness. In the uprightness of my heart I have freely offered all these things. And now I have seen your people who are present here offering freely and joyously to you. O Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, our ancestors, keep forever such purposes and thoughts in the hearts of your people and direct their hearts towards you. Grant to my son Solomon that with single mind he may keep your commandments, your decrees, and your statutes, performing all of them, that he may build the temple for which I have made provision. Then David said to the whole assembly, Bless the Lord your God. And all the assembly blessed the Lord, the God of their ancestors, and bowed their heads and prostrated them before the Lord and the king. On the next day they offered sacrifices and burnt offerings to the Lord, a thousand bulls, a thousand rams, and a thousand lambs with their libations, and sacrifices in abundance for all Israel. And they ate and drank before the Lord on that day with great joy. They made David Solomon king a second time. They anointed him as the Lord's prince and Zadok as priest. And Solomon sat on the throne of the Lord, succeeding his father David as king. He prospered, and all Israel obeyed him. All the leaders and the mighty warriors and also all the sons of King David pledged their allegiance to King Solomon. The Lord highly exalted Solomon in the sight of all Israel and bestowed upon him such royal mastery as not been seen in any king before him in Israel. Thus David, son of Jesse, reigned over all Israel. The period that he reigned over Israel was forty years. He reigned seven years in Hebron, and thirty-three years in Jerusalem. He died in a good old age full of days, riches, and honor, and his son Solomon succeeded him. Now the acts of King David from first and last are written in the records of the seer Samuel and in the records of the prophet Nathan and in the records of the seer Gad with all accounts of all his rule and his might and of the events that befell him and Israel and all the kingdoms of the earth. Titus 3 Remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities to be obedient, to be ready for every good work to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarrelling, to be gentle, and to show every courtesy to everyone. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, despicable, hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Saviour appeared, He saved us, not because of any works of righteousness that we have done, but according to His mercy, through the water of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit He poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Saviour, so that having been justified by His grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. The saying is sure. I desire that you insist on these things, so that those who have come to believe in God may be careful to devote themselves to good works. These things are excellent and profitable to everyone but avoid stupid controversies, genealogies, dissensions, and quarrels over the law, for they are unprofitable and worthless. After a first and second admonition, have nothing more to do with anyone who causes divisions, since you know that such a person is perverted and sinful, being self-condemned. When I sent Artemis to you, or Tychicus, do your best to come to me at Nicopolis, for I have decided to spend the winter there. Make every effort to send Zenas the lawyer and Apollos on their way and to see that they lack nothing. And let people learn to devote themselves to good works in order to meet urgent needs, so they may not be unproductive. All who are with me send greetings to you. Greet those who love us in the faith. Grace be with all of you. Proverbs 31 The words of King Lemuel, an oracle that his mother taught him, No, my son, no son of my womb, no son of my vows. Do not give your strength to women, your ways to those who destroy kings. It is not for kings, O Lamuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, or for rulers to desire strong drink, or else they will drink and forget what has been decreed, and will pervert the rights of all the afflicted. Give strong drink to those who are perishing, and wine to those in bitter distress, Let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more. Speak out for those who cannot speak, for the rights of all the destitute. Speak out, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and the needy. A capable wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from far away. She rises while it is still night and provides food for her household and tasks for her servant girls. She considers a field and buys it, and with the fruits of her hand she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff, and her, and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor, and reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid for her household when it snows, for all her household are clothed in crimson. She makes herself coverings. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the city gates, taking his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She supplies the merchant with sashes. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household, and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her happy. Her husband too, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her a share in the fruits of her hands, and let her works praise her in the city gates. We're going to have our second piece of music just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that have caught our attention. And after music we'll say our prayers for the day and the time of the year. Just a reminder before we say our prayers for the day and the time of the year that if you would like us to pray with you then drop us a line through the usual channels Facebook, Instagram, Twitter or email and check the show notes for all the contact details there's links in the show notes if you click them they'll take them wherever you need to go but let's pray shall we Father in heaven you're the El Shaddai and the one who doesn't sleep when we sleep you kept us safe through the night and you are still the one who protects us. As we start a new day, we pray, Lord, that you will not leave us. Father, build us as an unshakable wall, that we may resist the dangers that aim to topple us daily. So today, Lord, we glorify your eternal name, and we look forward to the day when we meet with you in your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and our prayer for the time of the year. Lord Jesus, you call each one of us to follow you, to be your disciples and to make disciples. You enable us to live out that discipleship as we seek to transform the lives of those whom we meet and the communities to which we belong. You inspire us to be agents of change and to seize the moment to proclaim your love and to be open to the leading of the Holy Spirit. You challenge us to live each day for You. Lord, may we be open to new ways and be strengthened through Your power. Amen. We say together the prayer that Jesus taught His disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be Your name. Your kingdom come, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Today give us our daily bread. And forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from the evil one. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us and remain with us, now and forevermore. Go in peace. To Love and serve the Lord. You've been listening to Walking the Way. All the details for today's episode can be found in the show notes, including the scripture passages and credits for all the prayers. If you want to partner with Walking the Way, please head to www.givesendgo.com forward slash walking the way. And for more information, head to rayboric.co.uk or you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Don't forget, you can also listen to Walking The Way on TuneIn and YouTube. My name is Ray. And so until next time, I'll be here waiting as we continue Walking The Way.